celebrating female role models across our community, live from Cary Baptist Grammar in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Cary Live. Good day. We are live from Cary Baptist Grammar School in Melbourne, Australia. This is Be Like Her Live on Cary Live. I'm Sass, and my co-hosts today include Matilda, Samantha, and Nora. Here we have none other than the gelato grandeur herself, Sandra Forti. <laughs> now, Sandra, what was the inspiration for your business? Oh, goodness, that's a good question to start off with. Firstly, thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Um, the inspiration for the business, uh, well, I have a real passion for, for food, Um and service but I think more than anything I love um, the opportunity to explore a brand and how I can communicate um, that brand to my customers and give them an experience around um, gelato which is more than just eating a scoop of ice cream. Mm. And how do you feel that your personality is conveyed through gelato? Um, Well I think I have a a real passion for design. So the gelato becomes like the, um, the subject, I guess. And the experience that you have in the stores is where, um, I get to express myself. You say that you were always into cooking and food and stuff, but in the world, cooking is very ironically a male dominated business, even though it's meant to be a feminine thing. So how much criticism from the males did you get? Oh, I've never had any criticism from any males um, about what I'm what I'm doing. Um, they they've been lots of incredible chefs that I've met along the way, and they've always been really really supportive. So it is a male dominated industry, the hospitality industry, I guess. Um, but I've never I've I've always had a positive experience with with the different males in the industry that I've met. They've always been really supportive, which is great. Yeah, that's excellent. And what advice do you have on running, on girls trying to get like upcoming businesses and women? What advice do you have to give to them? Um, Well, I I don't really sort of think about um, males or females being any different or one being more capable or less capable than another. I agree. For me, it's just about having a passion for something and then just following that passion. So coming up with an idea and just pushing forward with it, whether you're, I would say, the same thing to males and females. That's really great. So um, my name is Matilda, by the way, and uh, you said something about having um, always trying to push through with your business and ideas and viewing everyone as equal. Did you ever have a role model for those ideas or did you not really look up to anyone? Um, Well, I've grown up in a very entrepreneurial family. So I had um, both my mum and my dad worked and had their own businesses and they encouraged me from a really young age to pursue all of my dreams. So I remember opening my first business when I was about 11 years old and I went to my dad and my mum and I said, I've got this idea, this is what I want to do. And I remember um, them giving me a loan of $500. They helped me to um, set it up and help me figure out what I wanted to do and come up with a plan. And, um, and I, I, went ahead and 
just did it. And so I've grown up seeing um, my family members, especially my mum and dad, just starting businesses. So it wasn't something unusual for me to do. It was just a natural thing. Um, And so I've started a few different businesses along the way and and this one I've really sunk my teeth into and um, and so I guess my role models, to come back to your question, yeah. um, have been my parents, both oh, of them, both my mum who had her own businesses in her own right and my dad who had his own businesses in his own right. Mm, so That's really sweet that yeah. you followed kind of with yeah. your parents' footsteps. Yeah, yeah. 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 they you- sound like really excellent parents. <laughs> when you they got were. old enough, would you be helping around your parents' businesses? Yeah, when I was um, young, I remember going into my parents' workplace. There were no holidays. There were no going to the beach house. There was no travelling overseas. We went into work and we worked. So when I was your age, how old are you? Um, I'm 12. 12, thir- yeah. and you must be around 12 and 13. 12 turning 13, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I remember the I mean, I worked right through when I was eight years old, I used to go into my mum's um, yeah. retail store and I used to, you know, dust and set things up. And then when I was 12, I'd go to conferences. And when I was 13, I remember selling, going to conferences with my parents and selling the product that they were producing. So I've always, always worked and I, I've always been included in the discussions from a young age at the dinner table about business mm. and our, our opinions. I have two sisters. Our opinions were always counted. Yeah. And um, so I guess those influences from a young age, from, from my parents, um, I didn't realise it, but I guess that was um, – I was a big like drive for you. A big drive, that's right. But I was having it was almost training that I didn't even know that I was getting from really little. That's really good. Sounds Mm. like you managed to use those skills really productively. It's the perfect family for you. Yeah, Yeah. perfect family ever. You said that you had started lots of businesses. Have you had any businesses that maybe didn't go that well? And and what did you learn from those experiences? Um, I've I've not opened or started a business that hasn't done well um, because this might sound, I don't know how this might sound to you, but for me when I start something, um, my mindset is that failure is not an option. So if I start, I will do whatever I need to do to make sure that I do not fail. That's a great thing like that you don't necessarily make as many mistakes because you have like a good thought process and you think about how it's going to be productive and you plan it all out really well and you invest your time into it. So we've all been wondering why is your business called Picolina? What was the inspiration for that name? Yeah, well, um, when I was little growing up, my nonna, my grandmother, Mm -hmm. used to call me and my sister's Picolina and that's like a term of endearment. It means direct translation is little girl or little one. So that's, that's why it's lovely. called Picolina. That's yeah. really cute. And so how do you balance that personal and work life? Because it sounds like all your life work was your life. You Somehow didn't necessarily have the yeah. divide. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. kind of more combined. So how do you do that now? Um, yeah, that's really, really challenging for me. Um, that's one of my biggest challenges and something I'm trying to work on getting more of a life work-life balance. Um, at the moment, I mean – any anything that you do 
anyone who's successful, you know, people look at success and they sort of see all the sparkly bells and whistles and they see really the tip of the iceberg. But underneath, there is so much work involved, so much hard work. Mm. And so, I work, you know, I tell people I work eight days a week. I work and work and work and work. But I love what I do. And and so for me it's like a hobby. Like other people might go and, um, you know, paint or play golf or, um, you know, whatever their hobbies may be. For me I love pouring all of my time into work because it is I find it so inspirational and I, and I enjoy it so much. So for me, it doesn't feel like work, but how do I balance that with, um, family and my other, you know, other interests? Um, I guess I'm still working on that and making conscious efforts and decisions about when I put my work away and focus on other things. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. If so, every business oh, you've done was successful, then why did they all end? Yeah, well, when the first one I started when I was little, um, I just decided to give it up and continue being a kid, I guess. Just start um, new things. Yeah, just start new things and give it a go really and um, lots of things have a, an, an end. Nothing lasts forever mm-hmm. and um, life ebbs and flows and I started a graphic design business. I had a graphic design studio and um, another opportunity came up to work with my sister in her business and that kind of, that business kind of converged into her business and I worked with her for a while and then stopped doing that and and um, did other things. So um, they didn't ever end because they were unsuccessful, but just life takes you in different directions and you just need to follow that path. You just need to like... Yeah go in the direction that life's taking you. Yeah, that's right. You need to do what feels right at the time. And sometimes you study something at school or you think that you're going to, um, you know, do a certain thing and then all of a sudden life takes you in a different direction. And Mm. sometimes when it's happening and you're in the middle of it and you think, oh, my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. This isn't what I thought it would be. And you have all those feelings and you feel stressed or you feel anxious. Sometimes, um, you know, when things happen, it's just life taking you in a new direction and you just need to trust in the process and follow that. I think we can all safely say that we're all very happy that life took you in the direction of Piccolina. Thank you. Thanks. I feel like I kind of had that moment when I realised I couldn't be like a mermaid or something. (laughs) (laughs) When a childhood dreams of owning a unicorn don't come true. (laughs) Yeah. Well, people love gelato. It makes them happy. It does. It makes them smile. It makes me happy. My family goes there like every other week to eat gelato. Amazing. And, you know, we're building memories and um, and there's a great stories that people tell me about when they first came to Piccolina and I didn't realise the impact that our business would have on people and I guess the the impact became more apparent especially through COVID when we were all in lockdown and I had customers sending messages through Instagram and mm. um, et cetera and they, uh, they um, were saying, please, you know, make sure you stay open. It's our one special um, thing that we, we do and experience in our day that makes us happy and I realised the impact of that. Um, on people's lives, the impact of gelato. 
yeah. on someone's life was so important. Your family business then helped other families, which I think was really yeah. sweet. That's what, yeah, that's, really that's right. And if you've just joined us on our gelato journey, you're listening to Be Like Her Life on Kerry Life at Kerry Baptist Grammar School in Melbourne, Australia. And here we have the gelato guru herself, Sandra Forty. So when you seem like a quite a community-oriented person with your views on how people makes them happy, do you have any specific memories of like your first like customers, I guess, like how that made you feel yeah, definitely. Well, we, we opened our first store on Glenfrey Road in Hawthorne mm. um, almost seven years ago. And wow. yeah, I can still remember our first customer. And I had those feelings that everybody has, um, those those feelings of fear, like, will someone come to my party? I had that feeling, <laughs> like, will anybody come to our shop? And we'd spent mm-hmm. so much time and put yeah. so much energy and effort in and that very first customer um was very exciting. Oh. I still remember him. His name's Tom. Oh, that's really yeah. nice. So in COVID, how did you transition from like the fact that people couldn't come to your stores? I've noticed that you could, you had stuff on Uber Eats, which our family personally loved ordering <laughs> during COVID. How did you make that transition? Like, was that difficult to transition from having your customers and having them come in as for the experience? Was it difficult to transition to have those people then not be able to come in? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we were really lucky in that we're a, essentially a takeaway mm. business. So we we were still allowed to have people come into the oh. store, um, but they weren't allowed to sit in, in the store, but they were mm. allowed to come in and have a, you know, still experience the product and the brand that take it away and go for a walk. Um, mm. But we did lots of new things because we didn't know where COVID was going to take us and where things would end up. We didn't know whether we'd be closed down or whether we were able to still trade or whether what that would look like. So um, in anticipation of potentially being closed and we were lucky Mm. we didn't get closed down, but um, we started a whole range of bake at home um, Ah, goods. We had um, bake at home puddings and apple pies and lots of amazing things that went with gelato. So, um, and that just went really well. And we had cookie dough and, um, we were selling into some specialty delicatessens and supermarkets and it just went, went really crazy. And of course on Uber Eats, like you said, we were selling lots and lots of tubs. So we kind of went from selling lots of cups and cones to through COVID selling, um, takeaway tubs that people could enjoy at home and as people got used to COVID and what was going on they sort of felt a bit more adventurous and you know would come in to store so remember back to when you were studying and doing homeschooling at around three o'clock in the afternoon everybody would go for a big walk and come down to Piccolina and you'd see lines out the door for people to have that moment of joy and we the role we played I think in people's lives Mm. was really important because who knows what people were experiencing at home and they had that one moment to come in and have a something that made them feel happy. I agree in such a depressing time people really needed that. Yeah. My first time going to Piccolino was actually during COVID. My dad unfortunately was trapped over interstate because of COVID um, so my mum, my sister and I, we all went to Piccolina. I got a double scoop in a cone and it got all over my face because I was enjoying it so much. Then my mum took a photo of me and my sister to send to our dad. 
And yep. I'm pretty sure I got a bit jealous. Of course, he would have. <laughs> he, we, we're a big sweet tooth in my family. Um, and when he got back, the first place we, like the first treat place we took him to was to Piccolina. Oh, that's amazing. That's I love family. all of these stories yeah. and memories. And it makes everyone's day just like a little bit brighter, especially right. during lockdown, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, with like the food items that you serve, are there any like family recipes or anything that that you have made them by? Or? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I was searching for what I wanted to do, so I'd finished working with my sister and I'd had um, children and I was searching for what I wanted to do next, mm. um, I had a bit of a light bulb moment because I remember my dad um, he learned how to make gelato in, in uh-huh. Italy, oh, nice. the traditional way. And we used to, or he used to make gelato for the family at Christmas and Easter and for special yeah. occasions. And um, I remember friends coming over. I was your age. They'd come over and say, this gelato is incredible. Like I've never tasted anything like it. And yeah. what, you know, how does your dad make it? And when I had that light bulb moment, I, I thought maybe the incredible recipes and the way he makes gelato, maybe everyone or maybe lots of people will care and will want mm. to try it. So um, that's when I decided to create the gelateria based on these traditional recipes that my dad had um used to make for us for years and years. And a lot of the flavours that you have now are still based on those original recipes. Yeah. So yeah. it sounds like your gelato business actually has quite a lot of kind of nostalgia for you from the name to some of the recipes. Do you think that that has ever um, made a customer kind of emotional almost? Do you think a customer has ever realised that? Um, I Definitely they they – do and I think when I'm in the store talking to our customers they're so excited by the stories and one of my challenges as we grow and as we have more stores of course I can't replicate myself Mm. six times we've got six stores now and we've got growth plans Mm. um it's impossible to replicate yourself and get that message out so how do we um tell the customer about all these incredible stories and the history of the business and why it's there and why it matters. So that's a challenge for us. That's a new challenge. Yeah. So in your growth plans, like where do you plan to expand to? Like more popular places like Camberwell or do you plan to like like move in more into the city, have a few stores in the city? Um, Well, there are lots of different um, regions in Melbourne that we're looking Mm. at, but we're also looking at regions interstate as well. Ah. So. Yeah, so lots of lots of interesting growth plans, and um, I'm just excited by the business and of, of challenging myself. Mm, yeah, mm. and just in case you missed part of our gelato journey, we're here on Kerry Live at Kerry Baptist Grammar School, the Be Like Her program, and here we have Matilda, Samantha, and Nora, and the gelato genie herself, Sandra Faulty. So. Continuing on with your like growth plan, Sandra, is there any like planning the flavour growth? Because currently you have a giant variety of flavours. Do you plan to expand upon that and create more? Uh, well, our gelateria is all about really traditional mm. flavours, flavours that have 
um, existed since the beginning of gelato um, yeah. and that you would imagine going to Italy and, and having just these incredible, traditional, beautiful flavours. So yes. that's what our um, philosophy is all about. Mm. It's about... Um, you know, flavour combinations that have existed since, you know, for, for many, many years and that just really work. So we have um, 19 flavours on our wow. um, menu and they're the same flavours that we open the store with on day one and they haven't oh, changed. Oh, that's actually just, quite sweet. Yeah, that's, that's right. They're, they're beautiful and they're special because of how we produce them. Everything's made from scratch in our mm. kitchen. Oh, We've got. Um, so original piccolinas. Yeah, that's right. So we've got like, you know, pastry chefs that work with us um, mm. in our kitchen. Um, and as I said, every single flavour, we've created the ingredients that go into every single flavour. So the pistachio, we get the raw nuts, we roast mm. them, we make the pistachio nut butter, the same with our hazelnut and peanut butter. So um, they're the ingredients that go into the gelato rather than wow. purchasing a flavouring. Mm. And yeah. that's what makes it so special. All homemade. All homemade, yeah. exactly like what we used to do at home. Made so would that love. be like your secret ingredient, like to make everything like homemade instead of buying like store-bought stuff? Correct. Yeah, definitely. That is a big part of our philosophy and what makes it special mm. is the fact that we don't take any shortcuts. Yeah. So yeah. Um, if there's an ingredient on a I mean, we make everything, all of the ingredients, even the the chocolate chip that goes into our sachatella, we make that from scratch just wow. using two basic ingredients, which mm. is the dark chocolate and cocoa butter. So wow. I've had lots of suppliers come to me and say, oh, you know, I can, um, I can you know, so, sell you this bottle and it's much easier and it's quicker. And I look on the back and I don't understand the ingredients that are in it and mm. I sort of say, well, that's yeah. that's not going into my gelato because I I um, tell people that it's all natural and, yes. and we need to follow through on that promise. And yeah. that would ruin the integrity of the business if you Absolutely. didn't follow through on it all being natural. That's right. Mm, with like if you bought like ingredients then that could compromise like the integrity of your business and what makes it so special. That's right, yeah. definitely. So we're really true to the brand and mm. really true to our um, – our philosophy and our promises to yeah. our customers. must be quite expensive then to like instead of buying, like this, taking the easy way out mm -hmm. to make simple like chocolate, to buy simple chocolate chips, you've got to make them from like scratch and then the amount of time that that takes is very investing. Like yes. probably why people love it so much is because they can feel the amount of like effort. time and effort that you've put into their gelato. They can feel it in their hearts and their mouths. That's <laughs> That's absolutely true. It's very true because when you walk into a store, you know, you experience all the hard work and all the heart and soul mm. that's gone into something and then you actually when you eat the product and try the product, you also can sense that. And, and sometimes they may, people may not know why, but it's just um, a sense of the brand that they, they can kind of appreciate that from lots of different touch points mm. within the brand, whether that's the gelato, the in-store experience. Um, a cake that they purchase. It, it doesn't matter what it is. Everything is thought about and considered. I agree. Seems very well thought out. Like your business, you must have thought about funding. Like when you started this, you seem very experienced and good at this. 
when um what advice would you give to young girls and boys who want to start a business but don't think they'll be able to do it um well I think that the first thing is to come up with a great idea and um and then something that you're passionate about as well and sometimes you can be stuck thinking through what you want to do and you procrastinate a little bit and, 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 you know, sometimes you just need to have the idea, have the motivation and then just throw yourself in the deep end and give it a go. And when I started this business, what I used to say to myself was, what's the worst that can happen? If I give it a go and I try and it fails, I'm going to work really hard to make sure that it doesn't fail. Mm. But if it does, what is the worst thing that can happen? I think that's yeah. something a lot of people yeah. would need to hear. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because lots of people believe that failure is like the worst thing that could happen to them when obviously you haven't necessarily had much failure yeah. but it's still led to great things. I think, I, I've yeah. had lots yeah. and lots of failure along wow. the way. It's, I have had lots and lots of challenges. It's mm. not all smooth sailing yeah. um, but I, I give it a go and mm. I try my best and I just see failure. I reframe mm. failure. It's a lesson in disguise. That's yeah. right. It's yeah. just life pointing you in a new direction. Yeah. That's, yeah. And failure feels really bad. When you mm. fail, you feel bad. Sure. But it's you've just you can't be scared of failure mm. because that will stop you from mm. trying. Yeah. It's just failure is just life yeah. pointing you in a new direction as yeah. I said yeah for potential. our um yeah and our last question what is your favorite gelato flavor our favorite yeah. gelato flavor yeah. oh my goodness you have to know your recommendation it changes all the time it's whatever I, I need say. to know I know I at the moment I love getting a strawberry sorbet wow. and we get the panna which is mm. Italian for cream so when oh. you go in ask for the cream on top they get cream on top and a drizzle of our Nutella sauce, which we've made from scratch. Yeah, that is a very impeccable Nutella sauce. It I is delicious. Say. We call it better than Nutella because it's made from scratch, from wow. beautiful um, yeah. homemade um, mm. ingredients. I think so, viewers really need to hear that because I think that most people just assumed that you bought the Nutella and then kind of like it basically heated it up. That's what so my family go. thought it was. No, it was actually Nutella, yeah. but it's it's homemade Nutella. It's our version of Nutella. So it's made with hazelnuts and really great quality covered chocolate. That's right. It's piccolina Nutella. So um, that's what I love to get. That That's my go-to flavour at the moment. That's all we have time for today. Thank you to our guest, Sandra Fotti. It's been a great pleasure. Live from Kerry Baptist Grammar School in Melbourne, Australia, you've been listening to Be Like Her Live on Kerry Live. My name is Sass and today my co-hosts were Matilda, Hello. Samantha and Nora. Hi. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have found this amazing information about such an excellent business really helpful. Until next time, have a great day. Bye. 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 Celebrating female role models across our community, live from Cary Baptist Grammar School in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Cary Live.